there, Dunder Mifflin Lights, and welcome back to another episode of Yavis ASMR, a podcast to enjoy while you fall asleep, and to help you relax in order to fall asleep. Tonight we are starting Season 6, this is Episode 1, Gossip. Tonight's episode originally aired September 17th, 2009, and was directed and written by Paul Lieberstein. Now, if there was ever an episode that there was a very real possibility that I might fall asleep while recording, it would be this one. For me, it is about uh, 3.45 in the morning. Can't tell you why, but I just woke up and uh, couldn't fall back to sleep, and I thought, what better way for me to fall asleep than to possibly fall asleep, helping other people fall asleep. Now, I don't think, I don't think that's a true possibility, but, uh, you know, I would never rule it out. The, um, feedback, oh, as always, Twitter, uh, lovely feedback on Twitter, lovely feedback on, uh, the iTunes reviews. Still can't believe um, I have such an incredible audience, so thank you very much. Uh, I mentioned in the last episode that I would be ensuring even audio levels throughout the catalog. I hear you that the uh, you know some of the recent ones have been quieter, um, working around that process, but also working on just evening out the audio levels across all episodes so working on that there and there was another one where uh, you know the original episodes I had an intro and outro song I had different parts of the office theme song and I'm going to try something in season 6 you can let me know what you think in uh, you know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of DMs instead of, like, tweets, but whatever holds your boat. What I'm going to do in Season 6 is to just uh, cut the intro music at all so that maybe these play better continuously. I think the way that the outro music was almost like a wake-up call that the episode was over before... Maybe the intro music is doing that now. Um, so I did, I did kind of lower the volume on the intros because it was a very high note um, in the other ones. And so maybe as I go through the back catalog, I just cut all the music entirely and it's just my quiet voice. So um, we'll try that on season six. I'll probably have a bunch of them done um, you know, before you hear this, and so I'm always up for experimenting, always trying to make the show the best that I can, I, like, literally cannot believe that we're already on season six, I say already, but, you know, time flies when you're having fun, so just wanted to put that at the top of the show, hope everybody is, uh, looking forward to season six 
And I, and I just had a thought, you know, looking at this episode being written and directed by Paul Lieberstein. This is a good episode. This is like an iconic episode. And so what I'm interested to kind of watch over the next, um, you know, couple of seasons is, is I'm always interested in the decline of the show and it's and every behind the scenes or every you know detail of the show that I could try and glean some insight on uh, I find fascinating and so we know that in season five is when they started transitioning Paul Eberstein uh, Paul Feig, Jen Salata to run the show, but like, what was the problem with Paul Lieberstein's overall vision or lack of vision for the show? Because clearly, as a you know, on an individual basis of the episodes, he's I mean, an amazing comedy writer and director, and so I'm just kind of curious to watch that. Uh, as we get in here, because this next season uh, is a bit of a whopper emotionally and in every other way. So we will get into gossip. So we will start off with, as I mentioned, an iconic cold opening, which is the uh, amateur parkour scene. And there's like layers of this that make it amazing because it's like, it's like, you know, terrible amateur parkour. But even at the time, this reference was dated. And I truly feel like if it were not for this episode, like the word or term parkour would like, would barely continue to have existed. It would have been just another uh, YouTube internet viral fad of the mid-2000s, but this, like, takes it to a professional, uh, there's a professional media aspect to it, and I think it, it was interesting to note that this was the first episode of The Office that aired after um, Ed Helms had become just a massive celebrity on the back of The Hangover. And so, you know, Steve Carell really propelled a success off of the back of The 40-Year-Old Virgin. And, you know, he went on to have several major hits while shooting The Office. And then Ed Helms. You know, I think it might be hard to remember the era of these like massive adult comedies but this was definitely in that sweet spot and The Hangover was at the time the most successful R-rated comedies of all time and Ed Helms you know Ed Helms, Bradley Cooper and uh, Zach Galifianakis I love Zach Galifianakis now we have the interns and uh, we have interns helping Kelly through an emotional breakup, opening a jar, and clearly...
sexually harassing one of them. And uh, Oscar is gossiping about who is getting down with who. And if nobody tells Michael, he's going to start screaming. Michael says matchmaker. And Michael feels left out. Okay, maybe I take back completely what I said. The whole concept of this episode being the, like, gossip thing maybe isn't so weak. But, you know, Jim and Pam basically explain they haven't told anybody about the pregnancy. It's not something that would be widely accepted by their families. And now we got, uh, there's a weird, there's a weird dynamic in the talking head between the two of them. Oh no, am I detecting that Paul Lieberstein might be the problem? We will keep tabs on that. So now Michael is investigating further gossip around the office. Dwight is, uh, very well plugged in with the gossip. And Michael does not like being left out. I think what I think the thing here is the kind of frivolous nature of dragging out one particular story point being Michael not liking the gossip. I don't know. So now Michael is explaining his woes to the intern and not enjoying being a third wheel. And Stanley was around during the date and the intern would have noticed Stanley and his wife. Michael loves that he got this little detail that no one knows about. And the scuttlebutt that Michael's detecting, he wants to be the one to spread the news of Stanley having a midlife crisis. And, and uh, Dwight says that he's not midlife. He was dancing at a club young people and Pam or uh, Phyllis says Stanley's wife is out of town I think you should check your facts Michael doesn't like that and he heads back to confront the intern you set me up Stanley's wife was out of town if, uh, if he was dancing with his sister, then that would be pretty gross. So now Michael is realizing he detected a big problem. And as we know, Michael does not do well under pressure. And Michael is the first to go tell Kelly that Stanley is having an affair. When you have...
castle with attention and their eyes are lighted up, that's a great feeling. It is wonderful to be the center of attention. And there's a scene where Michael is doing Hangman with Kevin to reveal that Stanley is having an affair. He's very excited. And I and in the hangman, he Kevin got it so wrong that he drew everything. Now that Michael catches him. This is one of the very few times that the side window in Michael's office is utilized. It's, uh, now Jim says you have to stop. You have to stop talking about it, says Jim. And now, do you even know if it's true? It might be ruining his life. Michael doesn't like that. But he decides to go confront Stanley. Here we go. Are you having an affair? Just that Terry's been traveling a lot. Cynthia has been keeping me company. And that was Stanley's nurse. And Michael's like, wait, wait, wait. It is true. But Stanley is going right now break it off. I just promise not to say a word about anything to anyone. You can count on me, he says to Stanley, and then bites his lip. with gossip to throw off people from the trail so that everything that's been said is untrue. It's like the end of Spartacus. I still don't know who the real Spartacus is. And he says it's a, it's a classic whodunit. Michael saying Aaron might get fired. 
Paul's Meredith. Meredith says she's going to hate me in a month. And now Kevin and Andy are in the, in the kitchen. Kevin laughs at Andy's tea. I bet you like it. I love tea. What? Andy says, who told you that? Was it Broccoli Rock? He gets very serious. This is not the first time rumors about me being gay have come up. It makes you wonder, is it a coincidence? Is stacked against me. Oh my god. 
And Jim says, look, you gotta have sex with a woman. And then have sex with a guy. There's a guy on TikTok. He's gone viral a couple of times because he says, you know, straight men that have sex with another man are not necessarily gay. And I feel like Andy, that's what Andy needed to hear at this time. Angela in the corner says a baby conceived out of wedlock is still a bastard. Someone, Crane says, did someone tell Stanley I have asthma? If I can't scuba, then what is this all been about? Oscar's not the voice of the Taco Bell dog. How could Toby be a virgin? I have a daughter, he says. Jim says, Jim's trying to get to the bottom of all the rumors. Take a rumor, trace it back. Kevin says, who's been saying there's another person inside me working with controls? Aaron heard it from Michael. Michael was kind of faded into the distance. Michael tried to escape on the elevator. Dwight says, you told people that I use storm hop manure when I showed you where my manure comes from. Don't get on the elevator, Michael. Stay, Michael. Stay. He looks very petulant. I made it all up. Even the fact that I'm gay. I'm the victim here, too. People are saying I'm a J. Crew model. How is that a bad rumor? People think models, although very attractive, are vapid. Why make up all these things? And then in that moment, Jim is like, oh, oh snap. This is what we need to. What is the one true rumor? Everybody. Michael, am I gay? Jim is like, oh wait, Pam is pregnant. Her breasts were a tiny bit bigger. I thought she has a new bra with padding. But then I thought, Pam doesn't need padding. I didn't add up, Jim. Michael was like, oh, wait a minute. Who's the OBGYN? Michael says, Nope. We can prove that Pam is pregnant. Michael was like, well, not so sure about this. And Pam pulls out the photographic evidence. That is the 
inside of your vagina. It's clear why we were trying not to tell people, right? That's clear. Michael says, how long have you known about this? A week, a month, a year? Did you pee on a stick? James says I did, but it was inconclusive. You're right. You're an equal part of this, Michael. Terry Hudson returning your call. And Michael was like, Oh my God, don't take it. If you talk to her, you're going to blow it. I can do this, you can't do this. I'm going to tell her I need to redecorate my condo. I will back down. And then let it boil over. Hey, what up, Cynthia? And then that's, they just get up and walk out of the room. Hang on, Cynthia. And Jim hangs up the phone. Well, Terry was already suspicious. They caught her a few months ago. Stanley promised he would stop, and he did. Not exactly. And Stanley is now destroying Michael's car with crowbar. He can't stop, love. I don't think you should ever even try. As, as Jim puts up the, the baby picture, sonogram, on his desk. The interns say, I'm shocked how many people's email password his password. And one, the one dude says, I guess I didn't learn anything. If you look a tiny bit like Jet Li, you'll be called Jet Li all summer. Julia Stiles, Alan Thick. Oh, that's good. And that is gossip. Next week we have the meeting, which was uh, Toby oh wow, it goes right to the wedding pretty fast and then how long until Michael leaves? season 7? season 7 or season 8? well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves so we'll be back with the meeting episode 2 next week Good night, sleep tight, this has been a great Scott production.